This week's episode of Here's What I Don't Get is brought to you in part by Passive Aggressive Emails. Passive Aggressive Emails, the number one way to make everyone in your office hate you. Welcome back to Here's What I Don't Get from North to South, East to West, the only intercontinental podcast to tackle all of life's toughest issues. I am your host, Tab Burton. With me today from the great red state of North Carolina, Uncle Buck. Yeah. Oh, man, we're having a carrier landing episode today. Welcome back, uh, Uncle Buck. I should also mention we're the longest consecutively running podcast on the See You Next Tuesday podcast network. So, I mean, for now. Um, I got, I got, I got a beef right off the top of the, right off. I was listening to the most recent episode of the Dick show Mm -hmm. and they were listing off like the see you next Tuesday network and podcasts that have come and gone and forgot to mention the only one that has really stuck out, you know, stuck it out Mm -hmm. uh, of all the ones that, that, you know, the, the rise and fall and the drama of all these podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. All these podcasts on this network, uh, and he's like, oh, the biggest problem, the biggest problem, the biggest problem is you failed to recognize us, Jackass. Yeah. The the number one, so number one, we're the first uh, See You Next Tuesday podcast, network podcast. And Other than number, the big show itself. Yeah. And number two, we are the, we're the only one that's lasted the entire time since we started. And number three, we have not missed an episode like Dick has. I mean, I think at this point, maybe we should sue him for... $500 million. I was going to say maybe we should just claim ownership of the network, but I think I like what you're doing better. We're going to sue him actually because there's inflation now, right? So it needs to be like $750 million. We're going to sue him like in the Virgin Islands as our mm-hmm. as our venue. Yeah, uh, yeah, just, yeah. Just that way we can all go on vacation. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> We're going to sue him in the Falklands just because. Yeah. Sue him right. on Antarctica. It's a, it's a good... <clears throat> Proper venue. That's what the, the that's that's the venue. We're getting frozen out from our mentions. Oh, um, boy, yeah. how has your week been, Buck? Uh, it's been bad. Yeah. <laughs> it's been it's been a bad man. It's been a bad year so far. Uh, Aunt Buck's mom's back in the hospital. Uh, when I said we're having a carrier landing episode today, it's because I didn't know I could record this episode until 15 minutes before it aired or before we started. It was like, oh, um, something got canceled. I can slide in like an egg on a plate. And yeah. maybe eke out an hour, and it's been it's been a it's been a hot minute of nothing going right. Yeah, and uh, I know I'm I'm the same way. I've had a real like shitty week, which is why I suddenly realized last night at about eleven o'clock that I needed to schedule a recording with someone, and I was like, ah, oh, fuck, I haven't talked to anyone about this. I've been so swamped with, and I'll be getting into that in my issues, so I don't want to give away too much. But uh, yeah, yeah, save it. Uh boy, it's uh you know first year first first week of the year is, is already gone by. Everybody's uh you know they've been to the gym there four times. Decided this shit's not for me. I'm gonna stop going. Uh, I'll, yeah. I'll go again in February. I've kind of like eased into it now. Um, all it's all the same lies you tell yourself every year. Yeah, all those people that decided to stop drinking. You know, we hit we hit Friday night and it was like, well, you know, maybe I'll just I'll only drink on Fridays. And then Saturday it was like, well, maybe I'll also drink on Saturdays. But just on the weekends and only socially or when I'm alone (laughs) (laughs) or when I'm in my own company on weekdays where I've had a long day at work. 
anything. And I just need a little something. Like you can't you can't blame me for needing a little something. Yeah. Everybody needs a little something sometimes. Every now and again, yeah. So, sometimes you need something. But I'm not going to like run out in the middle of a weekday and go to the liquor store and buy more. Yeah. Uh, unless. <laughs> <laughs> And, like and then it, by, by February, you're just like back to being a full-blown alcoholic. It's great. Like, listen, I know a guy, but only if you're interested. Tell you what, I'll be back in 15 minutes. <laughs> so, uh, yeah. Yeah. that was. Did you make any uh, New Year's resolutions, Buck? No. Yeah, because um, you're an, an adult man. Well, and also I've come to... Here's the thing that I've discovered about being 40 or now 41 is that I don't care. Like, I've, I'm set enough in my ways that it's going to, you're going to have to like have a real hard time changing me. And especially me, I'm going to have the God awful time changing me. That's just, I figured that out. Um, I am who I am for better or for worse. I've accepted it. I've come to accept myself. Yeah. Um, Much like a white woman. Now you get to accept me. (laughs) If you can't accept me at my worst, you don't deserve me at my best. That's, that's where you know in life. Uh, no one deserves me, but it's not because I'm so great. It's no one deserves that kind of punishment. So, um, <laughs> like I said, I wouldn't wish me on my worst enemies. So anyway, um, no, it's uh, New Year's resolutions. Um, they just they just reek of empty platitudes. And I've gotten to a point. I grew up with religious ease, right, with Christian ease mm-hmm. and all the. So I've had my I've had like four lifetimes share of empty platitudes from people that don't mean it. And believe me, I can spot them now. So um, the whole like new year, new me, or I'm going to do this this year. No, no, you're not. No, you're not. It's, it's, it's a lie. You tell yourself to feel better about your failures. Yeah. Cause if you were going to do something, you would just start doing it. You, you would. Know, Cause people will be like, I'm going to stop drinking on, you know, for the new year, but then they will just ramp up their drinking all the way from Thanksgiving until new year's Eve. And we're like, I'm going to go on a diet after the holidays. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not. Oh, I you gotta eat to- all this. I have to eat all this chocolate buck because I yeah. can't eat it on January first. And like, I'm not going to diet during the holidays because that's when you're doing family and you know Thanksgiving and Christmas and all that stuff. So yeah, um, no, and like, man, I've been that route. Like, okay, me and that buck, we're gonna we're gonna hit this diet after the holidays, and she might. And I'm like, yep, I'm gonna hit this diet uh, starting Monday, man. No more, no more carbs again. We're gonna do the no carb thing again. Because that worked really good a few years back. Remember when I lost all that weight? Yeah. yeah. And I was like, I felt great and I felt young and I looked really good. And then I got fat because I went to uh, Atlanta for the road rage and drank a bunch of beer. Thanks. Thanks, by the way, uh, Fred, the truck for the beer and the fries for the food, the carbs that I ate. And then I just never got back on the wagon. And now I'm every bit as fat as I once was. Yeah. So um, that's what New Year's resolutions are. They're just lies. It's completely factual. Yeah, you're just lying to yourself for the first couple of weeks of the year. That's a really yeah. good way to start out the year is with self-delusion. Uh, I didn't make any New Year's resolutions either, but I did. Uh, well, so this is actually something that like I kind of started. I didn't go like starting January 1st of 2023. I'm going to like start pursuing making glass as art. I started doing that like, I don't know, in September. Or October. Something. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so. I'm tomorrow starting tomorrow. I'm taking class across the river, uh, like a semester long university course. Well, that's cool. Yeah. I got cool new glasses that I didn't bring downstairs, but, uh, <clears throat> they're rose colored. So when I wear them, everything doesn't kind of seem as shitty as it is. Yeah. 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 Um, uh, 
here's a here's a weird thought. Maybe you should like start making some. Here's what I don't get: like custom something. So custom I, I, custom tchotchkes that no one wants. I have a I have a design that I've been working on for the perfect old fashioned glass. And once I can like I've seen it. perfect that form and make it, uh, like when I can replicate it, when my skills are good enough that I can replicate it, I want to start like m- probably sending them to spite producers, people who spite produced the show at some point, or uh, our ten dollar patrons, or or sell them with like a discount. Um, but I have to like actually be able to create the thing before I can start giving them to people. Although I did give people a bunch of my shitty stuff that I made in my first class. So, you know, there's that. I mean, that's what you do. Otherwise, it just sits around. Yeah. And it just collects and, yeah, it becomes, so. it becomes, it becomes nothing. It just clutter. It becomes, yeah, clutter, basically. Uh, I have a couple of things in my office at work. And the other, the other stuff that I've made, I'll just, like, go see, like, an old friend or a family member. And I'll just be like, hey, look at all this cool glass I made. Which one do you want? That's right. <laughs> you get one of these now. <laughs> go put it on your fridge. And if you take it down, I'm going to be offended. Yeah. You got to leave this on your coffee table for the rest of your life. Yeah. No. So anyway, well, are you ready to get into some issues, Buck? Yeah, let's do it. What's your first issue this week? Here's what I don't get. Unresolved glitches. So I'm going to, I'm going to break. I want to say break out of my uncle Buck theme of just things that happened in my daily life. I'm going to talk about some nerd culture, but it's still something that happened to me that makes me angry. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I don't usually have a lot of time for playing video games, but sometimes, sometimes I'll get a video game that I want to play or I'll revisit one that I've played before. And uh, like I did, I did a playthrough of Skyrim a year or two ago and it was really cool, you know, on my switch. And uh, I was like, you know what? Stop, stop Ooh. reading the chat, Buck. Yeah, I got I got to quit doing that. Um, I just need to like block it off with my hand. If you click the comments tab, it'll make it disappear. Yeah, I should probably do that, but I'm not going to spend the time to. There we go. So it's gone. <clears throat> so I saw a glass dildo on the side, and it just. It, <laughs> <laughs> SoCal Justice Warrior said, "Make a glass eye for Dan Crenshaw," and I said that would just be a glass dildo. Yeah, and that's you know. Yeah. So now we're off to the races with the comment wars. Um, so I thought it'd be fun to play through Fallout 4 again. I got it when it came out. Mm-hmm. The game's a mess. But Bethesda has this problem. A lot of companies have this problem where they will release a game that isn't ready. And we've talked about this on the show ad nauseum. So many times, yeah. Uh, especially but it is Bethesda. worth revisiting. Yeah, because it still makes me really mad. It, it does. So, it's like, it's, it's fucking offensive, man. <clears throat> so... And especially because, so Fallout 4 has been out how long? Five years, six years? I, At least. It's been out for a while. Like, I got I got an Xbox One, and that was like the first game I got for it, right? So, um, I started playing through this game, and, and, and I've got like the game of the year, whatever. Something I've got, you know, I've got downloadable stuff. I don't have all of it, but I've got... Like uh, I've got two or three downloadable contents, you know, whatever. When I back when I had money for that kind of thing, which yeah. is really alarming to me that I ever had that or cared enough to spend it. So I go back and I, I'm going to get shit on for this, but I really enjoyed like messing with the settlements, right? Like a lot of people really hated that aspect of the game. I personally hated that aspect of the game. 
And I just like it to me, it's relaxing. It's like, yeah, I'm going to go. I'm going to murder a bunch of innocent people who are just trying to exist in their thieves den, uh, doing their jet and their psycho and they're not bothering me. But someone said, go kill those people. Yeah. Boom. They're dying. Then I come back with all this random crap, armload of crap that I've collected, tin cans and typewriters and what have you. And then I start building buildings out of it. And I just, you know, I love it. I love it. It's just it's me. It's what I do. So, um, I spend, let's say four, what's, what's four, uh, days of, of hours. That's what, four, uh, four in-game days or four, no, real four days. real life days. Hours. So I spent 96, it was just over four actual days, like four, four days and five minutes or something. Uh, I've built, I've built this little empire of all these people going back and forth, networking my little, my Buck little thing land. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh, Buckstanistan and um, uh, I've got you know, I've leveled up quite a bit and I've got my power armor the way I want it and I've decided which faction I'm going to murder and which faction I'm going to leave alone and uh, I decided to do the mechanist quest because I finally stumbled across it remember the mechanist is that like uh, where you like, build robots like comic book characters kind of and it's like I don't know it's like this, this it, person the, who the builds robots is- and sends them out to kill people yeah, and the 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 person that you're fighting with is like Bugman or something. And he's like a woman. So yeah. um I go through the whole quest, I re- recover all of the articles I need to build all the tchotchke nonsense, all the MacGuffins, and build robots and um, you know, it's whatever. It's whatever. I'm just having fun. Uh and then I get to the final boss battle. And I get to, I walk into the room. Now, here's the thing. I had a save game, like an actual where you just like go like save, not quick save, but like save. Like 10 hours prior to that or something. Mm-hmm. Like, like you know, or maybe even 20 hours. I forget. A long time prior to this. And uh, a significant chunk of gameplay. We'll just say that. And I was like, dang, I think I messed up. So... Uh, I walk into this room and this glitch happens where the, the boss battle doesn't progress the way it's supposed to. And I use up all my quick saves wandering around trying to figure it out before I consult the internet because I'm, I'm a boomer and I'm stubborn. And I think, what am I not doing right here? You think I paid money for this video game. It's been out for seven years. It should theoretically work. And believe me, every time you go to play the damn game, it installs an update. Yeah, that's another infuriating thing. It's like, oh, that must be fixing something. It's not. So you would think this, and Bethesda obviously knows about the bug. They have to know about the bug because people on their forums are mad about it. So I'm like, okay, um, I figured out after, after like an hour and a half of wandering around, wondering what I'm doing wrong, what I haven't killed. I go to the Googles. I look it up. Oh, um, this is a glitch. Crap. Well, you only get three quick saves and they go on a timed loop, right? Mm-hmm. So all my quick saves are done. So the only option I have is to erase 10 hours of progress or 20 hours or whatever that, you know, half of my life's worth of progress, which I was not willing to do at this point. Mm-hmm. So I keep dicking around. I keep dicking around. And the only option I'm seeing and the thing is, like, go back to a previous save before you walk in the room and do it this way. Well, that's not an option for me. Um, well, then just open the console. That that doesn't really work yeah, when you're on that. when you're on Xbox. I just you imagine know. you like with the screwdriver and you got the plastic case like pried open, just like, why won't you work? Fall out! Before yeah. someone tells you like it's a PC only thing. 
Yeah, it's like open the console. I know that the like the, the command console is like, well, that doesn't work for me. I'm on Xbox. So I start thinking in the menu, there's a thing where you can download mods, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing for Xbox. So yeah. I'm like, well, maybe PS4 there's a mod. Maybe there's a mod where there's a bug fix. There is. Or I can. Yeah, except guess what? You have to have all the DLC. And it didn't work. Oh, it didn't thing. work. So I'm still trapped in this room. And when you install the mod, guess what happens? It erases all of your save games. Previous save games, yeah. So now I can't even, I don't even have the option of losing just 10 to 20 hours. It's I lose all 90 something hours, or I just wander around this room in hell for eternity, which honestly is probably what I deserve the way I play the game. Go ahead. You might be able to pull the save translate it to pc have someone console command you out of that quest and then continue your game or i could just stop playing the game and uninstall it that would also be a a fair choice so i thought you know and i'm I'm like at the end of the day it's a video game it is what it is i'm mad about it and i'm like damn it i i did a lot of really great things that i was really happy about how this was set up that's a lot of time I've put that's a lot of time and effort I've put into this, but it's just a video game. I'm not going to let it bother me. I uninstall fallout. It's dead to me. And so um, a couple years back, there was a local video store that had started it had gone out of business. And we went through in a rush and bought a bunch of stuff cheap. One of the things I bought cheap was red dead redemption two that I had never played. Mm-hmm. I never played the first one either. Uh, didn't know anything Cowboy about it. Just, walking simulator one and two. Yeah, yeah. So, but watching, like, I'd seen videos pop up on Facebook or whatever. And my impression of the game is it was kind of like maybe Fallout in the Old West. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, I'll try it. You know what that game is? Fucking boring. (laughs) (laughs) If Tim is listening to this, he's like, no, no, don't hate on Red Dead Redemption. He loves these games. I probably didn't give it long enough, but man, I just, I, I, Walking in that game is really slow and doing anything is really slow. And I was playing it on rails because I I can't play it online. I don't have an Xbox gold, whatever. Yeah. So I'm like, uh, I don't like I'm I'm playing a game on rails where it tells you walk over here, press this button, shoot this person, walk over here. Yeah. You probably have to like get to this point where you're out of the tutorial phase. Yeah. And I I don't, I just, I don't have the, but you don't have the fucking time. Like, these video well, games are are not made for adult because like the update thing you mentioned, every time you load Fallout, it's got to update. So now here goes for an I've hour. Got, I've got an hour that I can play or two hours that I can play and I have to wait 10, 20 minutes for this thing to download and install and then fucking play the game. And it's just like, what the fuck? And then you play games like Red Dead Redemption and, and it's like, all right, you have to walk to this next settlement. You hold X and it's this nice cinematic thing that takes 15 minutes. Like, no, I want 15 minutes of gameplay. I want to be playing a game. I want to shoot people for 15 minutes Yeah, I've and loot their pl- corpses. Yeah. I started playing uh, Mafia 3 recently, <clears throat> and I'm fucking playing Mafia 3, and the, there are all these cutscenes that are like interviews with characters that are in the game, but 30 years after the game has happened, and they're narrating what's about to happen in the game. It's like, whatever fucking happened to the concept of show, don't tell. I don't need some fucking old man to be, like, I'm watching a fucking documentary. It's a video whatever game. happened yeah, whatever happened to the concept of I want to play a video game? I don't I, I I get it to a certain extent. It's like people 
AAA games now have to be not just a video game, but they have to be a cinematic experience. It has to be the whole nine yards. But there was a time in my life where a AAA game was just a game. Yeah, that was like what there was, was a story. There was there was a there was a story and maybe it was an okay story, but you weren't playing it for the story. You were playing it because you wanted to play something fun and you wanted to play a game and you wanted to you wanted to escape for a little bit. Not like I I just I can't I can't I I can't get the 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 words to congeal in the right order. It's I don't want to sit here and be I I don't want to be subject to this experience. I want to be in control. Does that make sense? Yeah, it makes perfect sense. I don't want to be subject to this experience. I want to play a game. That's why I more often than not, I will. If I have a couple minutes to play a game, I will find myself plugging in my AVS Nintendo system and playing Zelda or yeah. something, anything, anything where I can just jump in and play it for 15, 20 minutes until I get, you know, bored or I have something I have to do do, or the kids need attention or I have to go deal with the wife's dog or something, anything. And, but like, Red Dead Redemption is like, I have to sit through a 10 minute horse riding experience where I listen to a conversation. I don't want to have 10 minute conversations in real life. <laughs> why, would, why would I want to sit and have a 10 minute conversation with a dude I don't know about people that I don't know and don't care about? I don't care what happened. Where's Look, something for me to kill? Put a little diamond over the dude's head. I'll shoot him in the face. Put yeah. a little X over the lady's head. I won't shoot her in the face. I don't really need to hear any more business. Or maybe about I will. Else. Yeah, maybe I will. Maybe I'm a fucking <laughs> psychopath in these video games. Maybe I'm not playing it for the story. Maybe I just like to watch. Maybe I'm just doing this to unload my aggression on something. That's because a, I can't. also a good thought. Yeah, I definitely like um, I started playing Dishonored 2 and I, I made it 11. I made it through 11 enemies trying to go no kill. And I was just like this fucking sucks. And I just started slaughtering everyone way more fun gameplay experience. Yeah. I die a lot more, but I am fucking killing it. It's a lot of fun. I'll tell you another game that does this and it's an old one. Uh, I started watching a playthrough of um, half-life two. Mm-hmm. That's an older game. I was like, I, I played it through a couple times when I was in my, in my twenties. And I was like, and I saw someone had done a playthrough. And I was like, I, I remember this game. I wonder, I want to sit and watch a little playthrough of this. And the amount of times you have to sit and have a, I'm not kidding, 15 minute conversation with someone in the middle of gameplay is infuriating. I'm like, yeah. I don't care. I don't care about the story. I want to kill more aliens and robots. You get about 90 seconds for me. Uh, like your cutscene <clears throat> needs to be establishing that something's happening. What I really hate is when your character does something in a cutscene that just fucks you, the player. Like I was playing Mafia Three, and you're trying to escape from this this bank heist, and your guy tells the everyone else to take a different path, and then he fires a gunshot in the air, and then you're just fucking swarmed by cops, and it's like, hey, thanks, asshole, thanks for giving me a little fifteen second cutscene where you're just like, ah, uh, this is not. Shitty enough for you, the player. Fuck you t- twice, because then I end up rendezvousing with the same guys and driving away. And like, we could have just you could have just cut scene to the car, and I would have had a good time. I stopped playing that game. I got too fucking annoyed. But back to the bugs and Fallout. Yeah, uh, the thing that bothers me about these Bethesda games and the bugs, and the, especially <clears throat> these bugs known about so late in life, and they're doing nothing about them, is that like their argument is that we made all our money on the front end, so we don't have to fix the back end but it really feels like theft. Like you paid $60 
when it was brand new for a game that you expected to be a functional game that you could go play anything you wanted to. Now it's one thing to like trip through a wall and fall into space and have to reload your save from five minutes earlier. But when it just like, Oh, this thing didn't load because are we strained our engine beyond belief? And now the whole fucking game is ruined. Uh, so not only are you stealing the $60 from me that I, that I worked hard for, you know, if we're talking about a, a living wage of $15 an hour, four hours of your life to get this game. And then every subsequent hour of gameplay that you play is, a, is another $15 that you're spending by giving it your time. And so when they waste your time by make, by having the game have all these problems, they're essentially like stealing from you twice. They stole the money out of your pocket and then they stole the time from you that you could have been using to play uh, something that actually fucking works. Yeah. Um, years ago, Skyrim did this to me Yeah, when I was playing it on the Xbox 360. I, I don't know if this glitch for the 360 ever got fixed. They fixed it when I got played it on the Switch. Uh, what's the city where uh, the, the Stormcloaks are from? Uh, Windhelm. Windhelm, yes. So in Windhelm, there's that house, and there's the whole subplot of the Calixto murderer dude. Yep. And you kill him in your house mm-hmm. uh, if you do it a certain way. And there was a glitch on the 360 where he just wouldn't die. Yeah. And uh, at that point, the game had been out for a while and they were like, hey, on the 360, there's a glitch where the dude doesn't die in your house. And they're like, yeah, we'll get to it one day. <laughs> yeah. This thing that like, well, just breaks the entire gameplay. Uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get to it one day. And they don't. They like they leave it to modders when they did that whole fucking creation engine thing. And they tried <clears> to <throat> sell mods to people without paying the modders. It was like, fuck you to death, Bethesda. I, I really hope Elder Scrolls six or whatever their fucking next game is. I hope it fails because they really need to like. They need to have a game completely bomb so that they stop pulling this bullshit. Well, Bethesda also recently took a nasty hit in uh, in cred and popularity with the whole Mick Gordon thing. If you're familiar with that. About that. So uh, Bethesda and Zenimax own id now. Mm-hmm. Uh, the company that makes uh, Doom 20, well, made, made all the Doom games. Doom 2016, Doom Eternal came out a couple years ago. Mick Gordon famously did the, the soundtrack for both games, did a fantastic job. Then all of a sudden, a couple months ago, he comes out and was like, hey, by the way, like when the when uh, Doom Eternal first came out, there was kind of this whole thing about like the soundtrack's a little wonky. They promised a soundtrack with the game, a certain package you buy. Mm-hmm. They're like, hey, the soundtrack sounds kind of bad and it just sounds like it's really overcompressed and it sounds like they just kind of ripped it from the game and it's very, very poorly done. This doesn't reflect well on Mick Gordon. And then it kind of turned out a couple months ago, he wrote this uh, this thing where he's like, hey, um, Bethesda and and Id really screwed me on this whole thing. And it turns out they like really have terrible business practices. Yeah. Uh, well, they famously fucked um, Obsidian out of, there was so when they made Fallout New Vegas, they were supposed to get a bonus if the game got like an eighty percent, and it got a seventy nine and a half or something. And they're like, "Yep, yeah, no bonus for you guys." Made Bethesda a shitload of money. It's widely regarded as the absolute best uh, Fallout game. They won't allow game. they won't allow Obsidian to make another one because they had a good story. They had a good like. New Vegas, not not known for all of its horrible bugs like Fallout Three or Fallout Four, Fallout Seventy Six. Um, yeah, Fallout 76 apparently didn't turn out so great either. I haven't played it. 
Yeah, well, they they was like, oh, it's going to be an online game, and then over the course of like two years and a thousand updates, they finally turned it into a single player Fallout experience that's still not very good. Um, yeah, I, yeah, I, 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 there were some bugs in Skyrim when I first played it on Xbox 360 that just kind of like never got resolved and <clears throat> drove me nuts. And and some of them were simple. Some of them were you know big, like the one you're talking about, where you just couldn't pass that mission anymore. But um. There was one that drove me crazy where there were these the guy in uh, the mages college, he said, you go find books. And so I found one of the books before I joined the mages college and it just stuck in my inventory as an unreturnable thing. And it added the quest item of going and getting getting the book where I found it but I could never return it to the the thing. So it was just this book in my inventory, just taking the space and a thing on my, you know, mission list that could never be resolved. And, um, and, and then, yeah, like Skyrim, they gave it a year. They did a year of, you know, it was like a major, major update, major DLC, major update, major DLC, major update, major DLC every two months. And then they're just like, yep, that's the end of our service life for Skyrim. They proceeded to re-release it on every fucking console under the sun that's come out since. But at no point did they go like, hey, maybe we should put some more development into this and fix some of these fucking problems that we've made. And they're doing the same thing with Fallout 4 and they're fucking resting on their laurels until Elder Scrolls 6 comes out, which I'm sure will sell a billion copies because it's like, I love playing Skyrim so much. Those were the way people bought Skyrim because they love playing Oblivion so much. And they and you forget that, like, the day one game was unplayable. Day one Skyrim was unplayable. Day one Fallout 4 was unplayable. And then even years later, they're still, they, you still have these big unplayable sections because they were just like, eh, eh, it's fine. I think I might have gotten Skyrim on the day it came out. Yeah. Um, I, got it, man, I got it like a month or two later. I'll tell you one thing. Uh, I got it home that night because I remember going to the store at midnight. Uh, that was back when I, before kids came along, right? Yeah. Um, I got back home. I put it in my Xbox 360, turned it on, update. Oh. I was like, how? how, how There's how? always a day one update because they make how? the discs six months before the game goes to market and they're still working on it. Super Mario Brothers on the NES, you pop that fucker in, it's ready to play. I think we should go back to uh, cartridges. I think so, too. Um, and I think we should go back to games that, like, if your system connects to the internet, the game doesn't work. Mm, that would also be great. I, I think we need to go back to systems that don't connect to the internet. I really do. I realize people who play multiplayer games are not going to like that idea. Well, but those people are what we call retarded. <laughs> It would force it would force companies to release a finished product. Mm-hmm. Now I understand that sometimes that's not very feasible given timetables and like financial leapfrogging of how things go. I, and the fact I, that I think that's the a expectation lie. of AAA titles, right? Yeah, like they have to keep getting bigger and bigger and better. So I understand that, but still, like, just man, don't 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 sell me a bill of goods, dude. If you're gonna sell, if you're gonna give me a game to play and I'm gonna invest my time in it, I'm gonna put four of my adult days in that stretches over a couple of months. Please don't trap me in a room where I'm getting mines thrown at my head and a robot telling me it can't help me. Please don't do that. I uh, yeah. I, I see I think that in this day and age, people kind of have an understanding of how these games industries work. And if they're just like, Hey, we got to delay the game six months so we can make it actually functional. People go, okay. Cause like nobody was mad that cyberpunk 2077 kept getting pushed back. They were mad that the game was shitty when it finally did come out. Yeah. Uh, 
No like, Man's Sky. No Man's Sky, another great example of a piece of shit game. Uh, but yeah, anyway. Well, that brings us to the middle of our episode, which means it's time for... This fucking episode is brought to you in part by the Brigada News Network. Definitely not fake news. Well, Buck, I've got some uh, news here. This one's from Russia, I, I believe. A French, oh no, it's from France. A French hospital had to pay a man nearly $65,000 after a series of alleged errors resulted in the unnecessary total removal of his, of his penis, which left him with no feeling in his nether regions. His penile reparations were decided, were decided recently by the Administrative Court of Nantes. I have hatred towards this doctor who did not listen to me. The victim told the RNN uh, the the procedure occurred in 2014, and uh, the victim says he the doctor played Russian roulette with him. The father of three, age 30, was diagnosed with a carcinoma that forms on the epithelial tissue that's in most of your organs. In an effort to remedy the condition, the urologist at the hospital attempted to remove as much of the term- tumor as possible while minimizing damage to his wiener. Unfortunately, through a series of faulty breaches, the cancer metastasized through his entire penis, per the uh, court of Nantes, and it caused the patient such crazy pain that he said at one point he contemplated amputating his dick himself. His wife stopped him. He said he had the cutters and was preparing to cut his dick off in the garage. Um, yeah. Um, I have a couple of thoughts on this. Yeah. The first of which is he's not a victim of the doctor. He's a victim of his parents because he was born French. That is also true. Um, and therefore he wasn't born with a dick. Yeah. I was kind of surprised that he had a penis, you know, at all being that he was in France. <laughs> uh, I've got another news story here. Uh, this one actually is directly related to here's what I don't get. A Redditor, a Redditor today posted, I found a cuck soccer CD in this car I'm detailing. I'm about to now buy this car, and the only thing I can find on these guys brings me here. Does anyone have in, any info about these guys on r slash the dick show? That's funny. And, yeah, people are, are plugging the podcast. Um, so this guy is falling down the rabbit hole of the dick universe, the see you next Tuesday podcast universe, because he found a cuck soccer CD in his car. So a little funny thing about the cuck soccer CDs, only a handful of those are out there. Yeah. We made a stack of about a hundred and, uh, we sold maybe one in Atlanta and I threw maybe half a dozen into the crowd. So that guy has a very, very limited edition uh, CD going on. Uh, that's really weird. Oh yeah. Um, my, uh, my drummer Russ for over mortal, his, he, he joined the, the band. It was just me and him there for a little bit. And, uh, he mentioned to like his cousin from California, this chick in California, like he joined this band called over mortal. And she's like, Oh yeah, I know about them. And he's like, you what? <laughs> And she's like, yeah, I've got this compilation that they're on. Turns out uh, one of my songs called Holy Army that I recorded when I was like 17 years old mm-hmm. uh, was on a compilation that somehow made its way across the country. And like some random person knew my song. That was the weirdest. I, I, I don't. That is like, weird how do, shit. How do you process that? No. Like it's one thing to do a podcast and like you go to a thing where people are celebrating podcasts and it's like. Oh, hey, I listened to your podcast, and then I would apologize to them. That happened in Atlanta. People were like, oh, Uncle Buck, I listened to your show. I'm like, I'm really sorry about that. Um, 
but like, I don't know. It's it's like someone found a cuck soccer city. I'm not even in contact with those guys anymore. Yeah, that's the weirdest wild. thing. Like, we've all kind of gone our separate ways. There is no such thing as cuck soccer's anymore. So, well, you got to hop know. on Reddit and like, you know, send this person a dollar or something. No, because Reddit was a mistake. Reddit is for fags. Uh, I've got one. This one's kind of local news to me. Springfield, Missouri. A clown is suing a trucking company for wrongful death. Now, I really hate news stories like this because the uh, the headline makes it sound a lot more interesting than it was. In March of last year, this guy was driving with his wife in the car and a trucker pulled out in front of him and it killed his wife. So now he's suing them for wrongful death. It's this company out of L.A. Um, so, yeah, it's, it seems he's asking for three quarters of a million dollars. I kind of feel like his name is Spangle the Clown. He changed his name after 9-11. I kind of feel like, so if I was married to a woman and a trucker pulled out in front of me and killed her, I, I, I think maybe I owed the trucker a thank you. Nine you times see, out of ten. Your, your brain went there. Here's where my brain went. Yeah. Immediately, remember when trucks had like the horns on vehicles sounded different? It was like a, almost like a bike horn. Yeah. Like a bike horn. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. And so like the truck didn't know he was hitting a clown on his bike because it was just the same noise or like the clown knows. So like he just trucks were walking around honking his horn all of a sudden. Like, well, I'm not even honking my horn now. I've always explained that joke. Uh, well, that's all. That's all the news I have. I, people are going to be like, wow, that was a really fast news segment, but I'm trying to get Buck out of here. Uh, yeah, because I've got a sick family. kid. So, oh, uh, man. This has been the Ricada News Network. Definitely not fake news. And that takes care of our legal obligation this week, Buck. But you know it doesn't take care of? Uh, more clown horns for cars. More clown horns for cars. And you can help us um, by visiting us at patreon.com forward slash HWIDG. Subscribe to star.com forward slash HWIDG. And uh, streamelements.com forward slash SE dash one five two six six four six slash tip. Which of course stands for fucking figured out how to change that to a custom <laughs> URL, which yeah, of course stands for Here's what I don't get. <laughs> which is the name of the show. And over there, other than the tipping, tipping you can send whatever amount you want. But on uh Subscribestar and, and uh Patreon, we have five tiers. We have the one buck tier, which gets you early access to each week's episode plus our monthly minisodes. We have our two dollar tier, we throw the random bits and bobs we get we have now and again. We have our five dollar tier where we uh Drop the hate and talk about it's great in our monthly bonus episode. Here's what I do get. We have our uh, $10 tier where you, the fan, submit a film. You vote on what film we watch, and we watch and record a feature in the commentary. And then finally, we have our $50 spike <clears throat> producer tier where you get a say in the show. You can ask for a special guest. You can uh, change the format. Ha- ask for a co-host to stay in regular rotation. Um, send us a special gift. Ask for special video content. Anything your heart desires that we can manage to make happen, we will make happen for you. Uh, just as a shout out to Mr. Kill Everything, I'm not wearing it this week, ass. What, what did he say? Uh, so last time I was on the show, I had on like a like Ghostbusters and Santa hat, a Santa hat with Trump 2020 stitched on it. Mm-hmm. And it just whatever cockabamy shit I could string together to be stupid because that's what I do uh, because I don't take myself seriously. And uh, we were talking about the spite producer tier and mr kill everything jumped in the stream spite producer tier should be the book never wears that outfit again so for you get one week without it this time yeah and speaking of that uh if you've joined us in our discord 
um, hwidg.com forward slash discord. You can uh, get in part of the conversation with the co- the co-hosts, the hosts. Um, we talk about music, movies, TV, random life shit. Uh, we have a lot of fun in there. And I, it's also where I post all the links to our live streams that you can join and watch the show live. Like this whole episode, the cat cam has been on because my cat has not gotten out of my lap since we started recording. Well, you see, I'm kind of glad because if the cat moves, it's just going to be your dick. Uh, it's it's actually just my stomach. My dick is hidden by the by the table that I'm by the fupa. At. Gotcha. <laughs> uh, anyway, well, I mean, you're in good company, and it's me too. So don't uh, worry about that's it. That's true. There's a lot of fat guys in the show. <laughs> uh, but let's get back <laughs> to issue? some issues, Buck. Here's what I don't get: when above and beyond is the expectation. Uh, so you know, I. Obviously, you're talking about the sci-fi series Space Above and Beyond from the 90s, right? Of course, of course. Uh, I talked a couple weeks ago about how the show is, you know, different hosts have different things. And I feel like yours and mine are often about work. You know, that's a lot of our... uh, our Well, that's because that's all we have. Exactly. Uh, So this is a work issue. Uh, I've got a show in my theater this week. And... Uh, my my boss was like, "Thanks for going above and beyond for me, to make this show happen." And I was talking with my counterpart, my assistant, uh, the you know the person who's under me, but you know we're basically part. We're, he's Robin, I'm Batman, basically. Gotcha. And we're discussing it. It's like, is it even above and beyond if at this point you consider that this has to be done or the show won't happen because it's not my show. I work I work for a venue. I manage a venue. And in any other venue in the fucking world, the person in my position is not touching your shit. So let's say, you know, Overmortal goes on tour and you come into my my house. Now, mm-hmm. you may need to tie into my sound system so that your sound can come out. Now, I can help you with that, right? But it's not necessarily my job to figure out your monitors, you guys should already have that stuff figured out. Or you send me a list and say, hey, we need a wedge for Buck. We need a wedge for the other guitar player. We need a wedge for the drummer. Or a Behringer P16 system. Yeah, yeah. Like that kind of stuff is spec'd ahead of time. If you were like, okay, we also, we want to fly like our banner that has our, you know, our, our band logo. It's like, okay, cool. Yeah, we can hang that on this pipe right here. And you would show up with a banner and you would hang it on the pipe and I would make sure that it goes out. Where where my job comes in is where your show, the Overmortal show, interfaces with my theater. Right. Where we touch. That's that's the that's the handshake. That's, mm-hmm. And so I need to be there to make sure that you have what you need from me and answer any questions and, and help you out. Now, if you showed up and you're like. Hey, uh, yeah, we need to plug into your sound system. We need to fly this banner. And Tab, I'm going to need you to play backup guitar and sing backup vocals in the show. I'd be like, you can go absolutely fuck yourself because I don't know any of your songs and I don't play guitar that well. Uh, so, <laughs> so like, something's going to have to be fucking figured out because that's not what we do here. <clears throat> yeah, that's that's not your job. That's essentially what I've been asked to do on this show. And it's... it's um really making me grind my fucking teeth into little tiny chunks. I'm so pissed off about because I, I I don't not, not to be like, I'm so I'm the best, but I'm 
very good at what I do in theater. I'm I'm like a problem solver. I can I I'm like Donald Trump in that I see 4D chess. I'm seven steps ahead of everyone. Um, when I look at like these plans, whatever fucking autismo bullshit happens in my brain, I'm able to uh, like extrapolate them in my head and start to see where the problems are going to come out. Yeah. So so this show. The first real conversation we had about the show was in October, October 26th. I, I sometime before October 26th, I receive a grand plan for the show. That has all this shit that's flying in the air. It has all these other things. It has pieces that are overhanging the house where they can't be. And I send an email very politely, like a professional that I am that says like, Hey, uh, looking at this, this platform overhangs the audience. It cannot sit there my recommendation would be to change this thing and move it here because you're also going to be blocked. You're not going to have any lighting for this platform. If you put it where it is, you're not going to have like these specific things. Uh, Can we look at that? October 26th. I send that email about two weeks later. They finally go like, okay, let's have a meeting to talk about this. The meeting is the production manager, myself, the production manager for my theater, And uh, the person who has my job, but on the show side, I say, here are all these problems we need to like get figured out. And everyone in that meeting says, oh, we need to talk to the scenic designer about that. And I'm like, why the fuck is the scenic designer not on this fucking meeting about the scenic design problems? Why is the director not on this fucking meeting to talk about the design problems? Why is nobody that can make a decision on this fucking meeting to talk about these design problems? Why am I wasting an hour of my life telling you this fucking problem if none of you can fucking figure it out? I can tell you why they're not on the call (laughs) because they were never going to be the ones to solve the problem anyway. It was going to be your problem. That was the whole point of that meeting. So another two weeks. Sorry if I've uh, preempted your issue. Now, another two weeks go by. We're now, it's now the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. Now, we all have to work that day because uh, four-fifths of our staff are are brand new and we're not able to take vacation yet. So my, Robin, to my Batman, and I show up to work on the Wednesday before Thanksgiving and we work on this this project that I thought was going to take us most of the day. I thought we were going to leave it like, two o'clock because i my mom was coming to town i thought she i said hey you know give me a call when you're about an hour away and i'll i'll leave work and uh so i'm thinking i'll get a call about two three o'clock and i'll go like let's get the fuck out of here 11 a.m we finished (laughs) our project for the day and it's like uh, and then we kind of like piddled around on a couple of things. And it's like 1145. And i i'm like i i can't do it i can't fucking stand around for another four hours today uh, we're going home. We're going home. I'll clock you out early or I'll clock you out at, at five 30 when we're scheduled to be done. Um, if anybody has a problem with it, it's all on me. Go enjoy Thanksgiving with your family. I get home. I do the thing that I normally do. So I get home. I'm like, ah, uh, there are a couple, I, I clean the house before my mom comes to town, but you know, there's, there's like a little bit of clutter. I'll pick up that clutter. But before I do that, I'm just going to lay on the bed and contemplate my life for an hour. <clears throat> so I'm laying on the bed and I get this phone call and it's my boss. And my boss says, 
I'm about to go into a meeting with the artistic director of this theater company, and they need to know, like, why can't we put this platform where it goes? We had because this I meeting said so. a month ago. And so I explain all of that on the phone because apparently what happened was the two people that I had the meeting with both had like individual conversations over the last month. And now it's like, what do you mean we can't fucking load our set in? Cause it's being blown completely out of proportion because nobody was there for the initial meeting where I said, here are these problems and here's my proposed solution. So I'm then asked to send a like a drafting of our theater to the scenic designer. And I say, do I need to do that right now? Because I didn't bring my computer home. I left early for the day. I don't have that on my personal computer earliest. I can send that. I, if this is, if this is a right now problem, I will drive back to work. I will send that information. No, it's not. Just send what you have. So I send what I have, and then I turn off all of my email notifications. Monday following Thanksgiving, I get into my office, and I have an email from the sync designer that says, I need the, I don't have, we use Vectorworks, which is a drafting program. I need this in AutoCAD, which is another drafting program. I don't have Vectorworks. So I have to then go into Vectorworks, export my, uh, into AutoCAD version, email that to him. Still doesn't fix the fucking problem. Um, and this whole time, this whole time, I'm thinking the scenic designer is like 22, 25, new to the industry, just out of college. Um, English is a second language. And so there's like, that's the communication thing. Doesn't really have like a, a firm grasp. That's why this person doesn't have Vectorworks, right? Because uh, Vectorworks is expensive. It's like $1,000 a year to maintain a license. Uh, okay. It's actually, it's, I think it's even more now. The thing is, if you work for like a company and you get the company to buy it from for you, that's great. That's what I do. Uh, if you're working individually, you have to buy it yourself or like do the subscription model and it sucks. So, right. So I send the, the DWG for AutoCAD to him. I get back the same fucking drawing that we had the first time. And, uh, and then I get back this line set schedule that has where all of these hanging windows go. And I look at the line set schedule that he sends. And I look at the line set schedule that I maintain for my theater. And I go, Hey, this line set schedule doesn't work because of this, 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 and this no answer. Not even a fucking, I'll look at it. Get another line set schedule from him. Same fucking problems. So all of these, there's all these windows that hang. We find out about three days before the lighting hang is supposed to happen, that all of these windows light up. I didn't know this. The lighting designer didn't know this. Apparently it was like in a little note somewhere, these, these window boxes light up. So the lighting designer has to redraft an entire plot, sends me the plot the day that we're supposed to start hanging. The plot's a mess. There's shit not like it's it's not in any of the standards and practices of theater. So what I do is I draft a new plot that's kind of like her plot, but mostly like my rep plot so that I can save myself time on the loadout. And when we start hanging these windows, because we have to hang these windows early, uh, when we see problems, we just fix them ourselves. So we push windows all the way up against the back wall that are not, that are supposed to be way further down because he has them hanging on shit that already has other stuff on it. <laughs> he has windows hung across an electric 
two line sets with an electric in the middle across an electric, not going to happen. So they're flat. All be, and, and there's no communication at any point during this. Uh, the windows show up to my theater. They have no rigging hardware. So we spend $1,800 of our of our budget <laughs> for rigging hardware to make these fucking things fly in the air. We attach all the fucking hardware to them. We attach them up in the air. We get it all fucking figured out. And and then I, I start plugging them in and looking at the lighting. The lighting for these. So imagine a window, right? And then take just a piece of shitty muslin and put it in the window and then wrap the edges of the window with a, with a cheap rope light from Big Lots. That is what makes these light boxes light up. I take one look at them and go, this is not, these, these are not going to look good and they're not going to get used. And I really don't want to make these light up because if I make them light up, it's going to take a lot of man hours to make these light up. And if they yeah. don't turn them on, that's man hours that were just thrown out the window. Wasted. So I send pictures to the light designer of these boxes. Hey, do you want to make these light up? No answer. Now, this is December. We're now in mid-December when I make this discovery. Right. So we get the fucking things hung in the air. They're all flown up. We get them to the point that they're drawn on his drawings. Not the crew of this show. Not cucksuckers, in my analogy earlier. Me, Batman and Robin are doing cucksuckers job. As you should. As we fucking apparently are supposed to. And uh, and then the set comes in and their crew has no idea how to put the fucking thing together. So Batman and Robin then have to facilitate hands on the assembly and construction of their fucking set. And then Batman and Robin discover something is horribly wrong with this, uh, the set, the drawings of this set, because. So it's a rake stage where a rake a stage is flat, a rake stage has a tilt. And yeah. this is a compound rake, so it has a, a rake on two angles. Yeah. Very complicated thing to build. Not something <clears throat> I'd send to a, a theater group that doesn't really have a crew or a staff or a technical director that knows what he's doing. Mm-hmm. So the rake, the legs that support the platforms are a different size than the platforms. How does that make any fucking sense? <laughs> and it's just, and then, and it's just like the command keeps coming from on high. You just need to make this work. You just, just need to make this it. work. You just need just to make fix this it. work. Like, just fix it. There's only so many things I can do to make this shit work. And this is not one of them. I'm not a fucking wizard. I only have two hands, two eyes, and two people that can do this shit. And you're now asking us to do a tremendous amount of work for absolutely no benefits to ourselves because these people are incapable or unwilling to do it. It's fucking infuriating. So there is a way for you to fix this with just two hands and two people and one Um, gallon of gasoline. I mean, you're kind of getting where I'm going, whereas you just the person responsible, you take them out in the alley behind the theater and you just like put the boots to them. And and the, until the problem is solved, yeah. No, and the problem uh, the problem being the show. The show just is solved. It doesn't happen anymore, and everyone goes home, and everyone's so, happy. So at some point in this pro in this process, I guess in back in mid December, we're hanging the windows. I learned this about the scenic design. I remember I said I thought it was a twenty something, someone who's who's kind of new to the industry, doesn't know what he's doing. Uh, English is the first language. What if I told you that? the scenic designer for this show is not just not 20 something. This person has 
taught scenic design at one of the universities in St. Louis for 30 years. Um, so that's a, that's not a small discrepancy. That's not a small discrepancy. That's a big fucking discrepancy. And that's so a discrepancy then, where someone deserved to be out in the alleyway with three guys with boots and a gallon of gasoline. Yeah. I, so then I start talking to my small number of contacts in town and they go like, oh yeah, this set, this is exactly his types of sets. This, uh, I, was, I was talking to another one of my colleagues. <clears throat> he, he runs a, a small theater and they have an overhire list and he reaches out to all of the universities in cause St. Louis has like 6 million universities. They've got SLU. They've got St. Louis community college. They've got Lindenwood, Wash U, Webster. And then they, they have like other ones. I'll meet someone. They'll be like, Oh yeah, I went to like uh Grofutsky's university. Like, Oh, where is that? Is that in Illinois? Like, no, it's at like 37th and, uh, and Washington over there. It's three blocks away from where we are right now. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? It's in a trash can. Yeah. So. Yeah. And I'm just like, there are too many universities in this fucking city. There's like, there's all kinds of Catholic universities that are like one little building. It, it's mind blowing how many universities are in the city. So, so, but my, my friend, he has a small theater and he reaches out to all of the universities once a year. It's a very simple form letter. It's like, hi, my name is John Doe. I run this theater. Um, I, I like to hire in students working in undergrad and theater programs. If there's anyone that you would recommend to join an overhire list, please have them contact me at John Doe at theater.biz. Right. Yeah. Most of the people around town, he gets an email back at some point. It's like, oh, uh, I don't have anybody this year. Um, but yeah, keep checking back with me. Next year we might have, you know, we have some new people coming in. Those kinds of things. This guy, he's been he's been doing this for five, six years. This guy has not once even replied at all. Which is very similar to all the emails that I sent about how his fucked up set doesn't work. And he didn't reply to, the, to me. So... I'm now I'm today's my day off and I'm getting these emails about these yet more pieces that need to be attached to more things and more fucking directives from this fucking scene designer. He is here the other night on Friday night before I left, he's complaining about the status of these window boxes that were hung. Um, that they're not correct. And so Robin calls me on radio and says, Hey, uh, scenic designers here. He wants to talk to you about the windows. He was apparently talking to him. This is why I love my Robin so much. We're like, we're very much in sync. Uh, the old Robin, the Robin, when I first started, we just couldn't, we couldn't mesh, you know, but right. this, this guy and I, we have like, so now you're a dynamic duo. Yeah. He, he, <laughs> um, he knew he knew the answers to all the questions, right? But he just thought that I would want to be the one to deliver the bad. To just scream at this person, and he was absolutely correct. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, by the way, stop by the locker. Um, you, your explaining stick is there. Uh, yeah, you, you, you stick with all the answers written on it. Um, so I get I, I get the radio call, you know, and I'm like, all right, I'll be down in a minute. And then I proceeded to <laughs> fuck around on my phone for about five minutes. Yeah, because nothing like you have to. Yeah, nothing like to. making someone wait a few minutes before you go down. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. 
I ran the arena in Tulsa for a while and people would yell at me and I would let them yell. I would let them like get all their shit out until they were mm-hmm. kind of exhausted. And I would just give them nothing. I would just be stone faced and they're just like, and then once they were kind of worn out, I'd be like, okay, now the, now I'll propose a solution. Are you done? Um, so, <laughs> so I get down in the theater and I'm ready for the yelling and he's like, hello, I'm seeing designer guy. And I'm like, yeah, we had a conversation two days ago. You did not acknowledge my presence in that conversation either. Um, so I stop about 10 feet short of where he's standing <laughs> and he's got his hand out. Like we're going to shake hands. And I, I stopped 10 feet short of where he is. And then he has to walk 10 feet with his hand out. And we shake hands. And he's like, yeah, I want to talk to you about the windows. And I said, okay. And then he I goes, I want to talk well, to you about your card's extended warranty, but here we are. <laughs> let's, let's go around here. And he goes like window by window and tells me everything that's wrong with every single one of them. And he gets the last window and I go, okay, this window is angled the way you want it. That's as much angle as it's going to get. These two windows cannot change position where they are. I can change these two windows in relation to the others. These two windows cannot be in an angle because they're capturing an electric. These two windows are at the angle that you want. And, and he's like, he's like, so then he asked for one solution. I go, okay, I'll tell you what we'll do. We'll lower these two windows in about three feet. And to make that image that you have on this drawing, that's the only thing we can do. We don't have any more fine adjustment on these, which is a total lie because we bought rigging equipment. It's this little mechanism. You squeeze it and you can pull wire rope through we made do whatever. Yeah. We put 25 foot long stingers on these boxes. They can be anywhere from 25 from right on the ground to 25 feet off the ground without moving anything. Yeah. But I'm not going to let at, him at this know point. That. It's spite. Yeah. I'm not going to let him know that. Cause then he'll be like, cause his, his heights, most people be like, I need this at like 19 feet, 19 foot six. He had ones that were like, I need this at 17 foot three and five eighths. Get fucked to death. I'm not doing that. I'm not fucking autistically measuring seven eighths of a box flying in the air. You can yeah, blow me to much. death. So, <laughs> so the other funny thing was I st- I stopped where I stopped and he's like, let's walk to center and I'll, I'll point these out. And he starts to walk to center and I just turned and let him walk to center and made him walk back to me to point all these windows out. So I put in all the things I go, Robin fly, fly line set 21 out three feet. And, and he goes and starts climbing the ladder and, and he's like, yeah. And then we, and I'm like, so this is what we're going to do. Yes. I said, okay, great. Robin, I'm going, I'm going home. I'll see you tomorrow. And I just pivoted and walked right out of the theater. Didn't say goodbye to that fucking guy. Just walked right out. The best part is though, that the fly rail where you move this shit, the door is right next to my office. So I go out, I come back in the door to the fly rail and I'm like, all right, here's what we're going to do tomorrow. We'll address like these couple of things that are legitimate notes. He gave me, but I did not want to give him the satisfaction of knowing that I was addressing them. And uh, he was, he was like, I thought you were going to yell. That was wildly, uh, you were incredibly reserved. And I said, Oh, I'm pissed, but I was not going to give him the satisfaction of knowing that I'm angry. Uh, I, and so he got the message when you stopped 10 (laughs) feet away with his hand hanging out there. Listen, man, there's a, there's a very, very special screw you that that yelling cannot accomplish when you just, you just leave somebody hanging there. Oh, making someone adapt to your body language is I, I, I just, I feel disrespected as an artist, as a craftsman, as just another theater professional. Like, 
there's two kinds of respect that I think you earn in a position like mine. You have position, positional respect where they go, Oh, you evidently have enough qualifications to earn this position. So I'll give you a certain amount of deference based on that position. And then you can gain or lose that based on your personality. Sure. Um, I've always been able to gain more respect because I do earn, I have earned all the positions that I've had. I try to excel at doing them. Um, and, but this guy didn't even show me the respect of another professional. Like I don't walk into a theater and just assume everyone around me is a retard until they show me they're retarded. Yeah. And the way his emails are phrased makes me address me like I'm a child. And it's probably because he works with fucking, he's been working with college students for 30 years who don't know what they're doing. But what's worse is the fact that he teaches those students. I guarantee you, he te- when you have that kind of attitude, when you have that disrespect for other professionals, you teach that shit to the people that work underneath you. Yeah. And, oh, I'm just so pissed. So now tomorrow I have to go in and do more shit for this fucking show. That's not my fucking show and be told like, Oh, it's above and beyond. I don't even get a fucking name in the program. Other groups that come in, put my name in the program. And it's a very, very little thing. And it's very, um, petty. It seems petty, but it's just a marker of respect. No, no, no. There's, 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 there's something when you put a lot of hard work into something, there's a because I'm, I'm this way um, in, a, in a lot of things. When you put a lot of hard work into something and you've gone above and beyond and you've like this thing happened specifically because of you, you like you deserve your name on it. Yeah. Um, you deserve like you. Um, there's a couple of things in my life that's happened. Uh, one of which um, I, I won't go too deep into it. like a, a guy that I knew. He and I were co-authors. And uh, he went on to publish a couple books Mm -hmm. and I was an IP that I created and he didn't acknowledge me. I was fine with him getting published. I thought it was cool. These characters I created, this universe that I created that he kind of came into later and we wrote together, um, got recognition and got published. Uh, I like, I might've got like a, uh, like a special thanks. Yeah. Like a, like in the, the, I didn't get any royalties. I know that much. Yeah, uh, I didn't get anything like that uh, or no, like co-author, like co-creator. It was like, uh, I think I got mentioned as like a writing partner. Like, yeah. Oh, well, t- Tim and I did this video a long time ago. Uh, Oklahoma started suffering some earthquakes <clears throat> suddenly. We made this like little quick video and, and it was kind of stupid. But we put these two characters in it that uh, a mutual friend of ours had kind of uh, a mutual friend of Tim and I had we would like goof around as kids and we would record radio shows with these two characters. And so then it was like, we need characters for this YouTube video. I'll do those two characters. It'll be funny. And it it was pretty funny. And um, so we did that. And when we made the credits for it, it was, you know, characters created by tab Burt and this other person, because as much as, as much as like the voices in that video were me, there were so many versions of that that were done just fucking around in my friend's room playing with, uh, you know, whatever version of Sony Vegas was out at the time that were both of us. Um, you know, I worked for a theater for a long time in Tulsa and, uh, 
I so I, I I worked for the community college, and the community college had performing arts center space, and then it had the theater department. And I worked for the performing arts center space. I didn't work for the theater department, but every now and again, the theater department would need some like professional hands, and the performing arts center space would like use their budget to overhire people for the theater department. And so we go in for like light focuses, or I'd work in the scene shop, or like I just do miscellaneous work. And it got to the point where I got to be friends with some of the theater department people. And I, when I was in my first year of college, the way that I escaped from the hell that was my college was I would drive across town to that college and I would work on their crew nights in their shop just as something to like clear my head. And for about four years, every single theater department um, production had in the in the special thanks and it would just be a list and the and my name was in there and all those technicians that kind of like pitched in and did a little bit more and it was it was there and we got paid and for our hours but just that little bit of acknowledgement that you didn't have to be here this is not your job but you helped us you helped create this you deserve to for someone to be like a little bit of recognition hey, i know tad burt he's a good guy um, and to yeah. not get that to, and, and then the other thing is that it's an expectation. Cause this is now my third show with this group and it's the third show where without my staffing side, their shows would fail. And in my mind, their shows should fail because I believe you should succeed and fail on your own merits. When you like leverage the politics of my, uh, management, into forcing me to do a thing because it would be toxic for management to go like, Oh, your show sucks. It's one of those no. things where it's, it's brushing on the point of me going, I don't want to work here anymore. And I've only worked here for six months. Yeah. Um, and in some places, like in some cases you can't allow something to fail because then you fail with it. I don't know if it's the case with like how how your structure set up with like, do they pay you? Do you, do they hire your, your facility out or whatever? But like in a situation where like, um, we'll go back to the bands, uh, a bar hires a band to come in. They want the band to succeed because they get all the benefits of having a successful band play at their bar. If the band fails, then the bar, you know, you take that hit, right? Yeah. You don't make the money, you don't, your ticket sales are bad, whatever. So so, so what's going on here, right, is that like, so I work for this theater and the theater is owned by a big parent corporation that kind of owns a lot of shit. And that parent corporation dumps money into this production company that's putting on the show right now. So in a sense, we all work for the same boss. Like if you go up the triangle enough times, you'll get to like, you know, Jack Dorsey, the CEO of Twitter, Who's from St. Louis? I didn't know that. Uh, Burn it down. You'll get up there, right? And you'll find that that's the guy, like, that we all work for that guy. Uh, And so because of that, it's just kind of like, it's expected that we just go, we do way more than we're supposed to do. And, And I'm like, I just don't have enough hours. I have one more show with them this season in May. And Robin and I are talking in the Batcave about how how do we approach doing these shows with them because like, to avoid the problem in the future. And my solution, and it's the worst solution I can possibly imagine, 
my solution is to say, because the thing is, I try to schedule it where Robin and I don't work more than 40 hours as much as possible. And that means that there are some times where Robin's running Gotham and there are some times where I'm running Gotham. And then there's a big part there in the middle where we're both there. And then, you know, Robin leaves. Yeah, he's nine to five and I'm 10 to 10 or I'm, you know, sure. two, two to 10. And and there's that like middle overlap time where we can really get stuff done because we're both there. Really fight crime, yeah. But but we can also fight crime by ourselves because we're both like skilled technicians and it's mostly just, yes. It's mostly just having a second set of hands who knows what they're doing and that you have like a good rapport with. And so uh, we're talking about solutions. And I said, I, I kind of feel like the next show I should just schedule us both for like a hundred hours that week, and then. And it sounds awful, but the problem is that we we schedule ourselves for fewer hours and then we have to work more, which sucks. And I'm thinking if we're scheduled for 100 hours and they go like, oh, yeah, we're going to leave at four today. It's like we're going to fucking leave at four then too. fuck this. And then you've gained five hours that you didn't think you had before. Yeah, because like I'm salaried. So it really <clears throat> sucks working overtime for me because I don't get overtime. He gets overtime. Yeah. But the counterpoint of that is when they leave early and he's not at 40 hours, he just has to fucking sit there and be like, well, I'm scheduled till nine because they were supposed to be here till nine. So I guess I'm fucking hanging out. And then I lose hours at a later time where it's like, oh, I could shave that four hours and slip it in over here and both of us can get this project done. So I think I think like as terrible as it sounds, that's the solution is that if above and beyond is the expectation, then above and beyond is the fucking hours you're paying. Cause yeah, I'm going to get fucked, but at least let's give Robin as many fucking dollars as he can take home at the end of the day. There is that. Um, the other solution uh, is the more, is the less professional and where you get a hold of the person as soon as the problems start. And I don't mean get a hold of them on the phone. I mean, get a hold of them like in their driveway physically. Yeah. And just, and just stomp their shins off. Like just, just really stomp a mud hole and be like, you've, you've caused this problem and maybe figuratively do this, right? Like, yeah. look, they call it a come to Jesus. Maybe like, look, you've, you've caused this problem. This is a problem we've had in the past. Professionally, we're, we're telling you now, like, if you don't hold up your end of the bargain, we're just going to let your show fail. Like I've, I've, I've bailed you out this many times, but this time, like, I'm going to leave you hanging and it's going to be on you. Yeah. Part of now, it again, the, in some cases you can't do that professionally, yeah. but part of it is the culture that was like my predecessor was a guy who never said no. And so he would, he worked himself to death. He didn't actually die, but he worked himself to death until he was like, I have to quit this job. I'm working too much. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. Culture change. I'm very Same much way. like <laughs> when we're not, we don't have shit going on. I'm going home. I would like to um, have hobbies. I want Friday night. The reason why I left, I went and had dinner with a friend. I went and had dinner with a friend. We had some drinks. We chatted about whatever bullshit, you know, going on in life, movies, TV. That's the thing that I used to not, that, that was not an option to me before. That's why I took this job was the ability to go to be the ability to take a class at a university across the room. Yeah. Yeah. Up, upgrade yourself in life. Um, yeah. So just go get you some business cards printed that are just solid black with white lettering that just says no. Oh, man. I, I should show you my uh, business cards when I ran the union in Tulsa. They were gorgeous. Mail me one. Anyway. Right. Yeah, so that's yeah. my issue. When above and beyond is the expectation. You shouldn't expect it. When someone does a little bit more for you, you should be like, hey, thanks, man. 
when someone has to consistently do a little bit more for you than they're supposed to, uh, you should suck their dick off. C- clean off. Clean off. Fucking just like that guy in France. Yeah. Suck me just, sideways. Like, thank, thank me with money. Thank <laughs> me a, with a lot. No, because the thing is, because uh, I contemplated, okay, I want to <clears throat> then, I want to make the parent company pay me a stipend for my time for working for this company that I essentially mm-hmm. don't work for. But I am at a point in my career and my personal development where I don't care as much about money as I do about time. I do. So $500, $1,000 is worth less to me than the ability. I pulled stuff out of the freezer to cook my own dinner uh, Monday, no, Tuesday night. I have not cooked that meal yet. It's been a week. It'll be a week. Yeah. Um, that's worth $1,000 to me, the ability to cook my own dinner. Man, you'd love my life. I cook my own dinner every night. Yeah. I mean, I've made I've made meals at home, but I haven't made this one that takes like prep time and and the one you want to make. Yeah. I've been making like pizzas and soup and like little quick things. Anyway, well, this has been here's what I don't get. I'm Tab Burt. I'm Uncle Buck. Catch you guys next week. Bye-bye. Call on the Heroes I Got Hotline. Call us at 704-750-9434 and tell us what you don't get. Or you can visit us on the Discord and leave us a voicemail under the voicemail upload. Buck, do you have time to do voicemails? Yeah, I, I, you probably saw me making wild gestures. My boy was trying to come in here. He's probably looking for some pizza rolls. So let's do some voicemails, and then I'm going to go finish being a dad. Can I have some pizza rolls? Dude, come on over. I'll send send me an email. If you on your, on your web zone? Roll. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's I, not a joke. We we just we feed we have a lot of pizza rolls at our house. I love pizza rolls so much, man. Um, I have t- nobody in my life other than like you and Tim knows about Red Letter Media, so I can't talk about those kinds of things. Yeah, yeah, or like murdering people in your basement. Yeah, I, yeah. I, get I, it. I was trying to I was trying to tell someone about the Nuki tape thing that they did recently, and everyone's like, "What's what's Nuki?" Like, it doesn't matter. It's not about Nuki. It's about this weird grading of VHS tapes, which. I'm sending my rhinestone sealed 1985 VHS tape in to get graded. I'm going to put it in I heard about stupid that. Ba- boxes. Yeah. I've got some other rhinestone memorabilia that came in this week. Tune into our mini show that Tim and I are recording later today. Oh, well, have fun with that. It's going to be lit. Sorry for wasting your time. Here's a voicemail. I know you're fine. Well, at the uh, risk of turning into another dead helm, I have another don't get for you. So here's what I don't get. Um, older mm. sages. That's right, Sage comes back with events. Some fucktard called at 10 p.m., which is when we closed. And I told him, we're closed. I'm sorry I couldn't help you tonight. Please call back at 10 in the morning when we open again. And I got an earful for five or six minutes about how un-American that was. <laughs> about how terrible I am. And I should lose my fucking job because you don't fucking know how to work. At which point I told this guy... Sir, I have been here since 7.30 this fucking morning. I said fucking, just fuck this guy. I don't give yeah. a shit if he puts in a complaint about me. I told him, I've been here since 7.30 this morning. Do you know how long that is, sir? Do you know how long? 15 hours, almost, at this point. 15 hours at a shitty pizza place 
that I'm the manager of and I've had to deal with people like you almost all day because the weather's shitty. And so all the old people, old people, once again, I don't get staple. All the old people don't want to fucking get out, don't want to cook, don't want to pay for anything. I don't know how many fucking people thought that they should get a free fucking pizza today because they don't have credits. They don't have, it's just like, what the fuck? They, they took all, all the people under like 40, they call them entitled. There is nobody more fucking entitled than a 65-year-old retiree who has their pension locked up for the next however many years it is until they drink themselves to death because that's probably what they're doing is sitting in their own fucking house being sad because nobody gives a shit about them because they're fucking idiots. And their kids hate them and they have no friends and I guarantee you they're going to die and nobody's going to figure it out for two weeks and then they're going to have to go in and scoop the rotting remains off the fucking couch because you're worthless Waste of space. And I don't need you. I don't give a shit if you went to Vietnam. I don't need you yelling at me for five or ten minutes that were closed. And then tell me that you wait until the last minute to call so you can get your shit faster. No, that's not how it works. Like, I wrote down your number, sir. <clears throat> Next time you call... And it's not at least 10 minutes out, I'm going to tell you I'm not taking your order because fuck you. Fuck you. Fuck you right in your ass. It's probably rotting and full of fucking cigarette ash anyway. <clears throat> yeah. So yeah, Sage. Listen up, Sage. That's what you got to look forward to if you don't fucking get it. I... I don't um, understand that mentality, right? Where it's like snowy and icy and it's like, oh man, we can't get out of the house. So I can't go out to dinner. Let's make the pizza man drive over here. Yeah. So here's what I don't get. Uh, tumbleweed voicemails. Drift from one topic to the next for 10. How long was that fucking voicemail? Dude? It was three minutes. That That's oh the way uh, that podcast that I did on WATP this week was. They just... <clears throat> They, they, you could have dropped the needle anywhere, and that would have been what the podcast was about. Like it was, it was just two people, just blah 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 blah. I mean, like to a certain degree, that's what we do on this show. But like, whew. no, no, Buck, no, Buck, it is not because we have a format, we have an approach, we have time limits. Like we talk about things. There's a focus. These people were just. And also, we don't talk over one another. These people would just be like, like you'd be talking about your issue, and in the middle of your issue, I'd just be like, hey, you know what? I'm I have a problem at work, and then I would just go into my issue. That's we're not like them at all. Yeah, uh, not well. I mean, that's debatable. Here's another three minute voicemail. I'm kidding. Oh, fantastic! Here's what I don't get: uh, not being able to change the shipping address on an order you placed. Um. Basically, I ordered something from Lego, and yes, I'm an autistic retard. And no, you're I. I recently moved to the opposite coast of this country, so I've been kind of having that problem of like, oh shit, that's my old shipping address. There's been a couple scares of like, oh shit, you know, fucking wrong address. Usually, you're able to cancel the order, change the address, what have you. Uh, Never with Lego in their fucking website, so. I call them up, spent 45 minutes on hold because, you know, it's Saturday apparently and nobody has anything else better to do than call the fucking Lego customer service line. 
And I basically get told, like, yeah, no, it's already shipped, label slapped on there, it's on a fucking gigantic pallet, and they're like, yeah, the best I could do is contact our warehouse and send a cancellation request. And it's like, all right, well, why can't you just put my new address on there? I mean, I somehow got the billing address correctly, you know, or correctly, I got it correct, fucking just, yeah, go put a, you know, dig it out of the pallet, put a label on it. Apparently, if it's done through PayPal, it's some fucking encoded bullshit and they're not allowed to put another label on it. And I'm a fucking retard. Please. I, I need to be ridiculed for this. I just, I feel so fucking retarded. It's ridiculous. And it's just, yeah, no, can't just slap a new label on there. We have to basically jump through a million bureaucracy loop. Like just, ah, fuck. (laughs) I did this. I did this. I got a worse one for you. I did this with pizza. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Uh, so I ordered a pizza. My mom was in town. We ordered a pizza. And I like go on my wet my laptop, and I'm like, pizzahut.com, pizza, put in the order, boom. And at some point in the process, it like reverted from my St. Louis address back to my Broken Arrow address. That's a long drive, isn't it? It is a long drive. So a pizza, so that I realized that like I'm looking at the screen, I go, oh, no, no, this is fucked. I call the number. I'm like, I need to cancel this order right away. They cancel it. Um, I go back on order another pizza and I notice it keeps perverting the address. So I had to like go onto my phone and do it from my phone. So I ordered the pizza. Um, my pizza gets delivered here in St. Louis. And then I, a couple hours later, I get a call. I get a, I get a call and get it's a like, text message. <laughs> I get a call and it's like, yeah, I tried to deliver to this house and they wouldn't, they wouldn't, um, they wouldn't accept it. And I'm like, wait, where are you? I'm in broken arrow. I'm like, just fucking give it to him. Just fucking give it to him. So the order has my mom's name on it. They're trying to deliver it to my dad's house. And he's just like, uh, she doesn't fucking live here. You need to fucking take that pizza the fuck out of here. Get that demon pizza out of here. What kind of scam is this? Oh, shit. I think my dad texted me the next day or something about it, too. Yeah, dads are good about it. Ten, 10 months calendar is how he created it. So to get a 10 month calendar, you uh, take the 12 month calendar and subtract three months. Because 12 minus three is 10. This is like back when you didn't know how big a two by four was. Good God. You know, everyone knows the proper calendar would be five day weeks, 73 of them. And then five seventy-three day months, and then every four years there would be an extra day on the last after the last day of the year before the first day of the next year that would not be part of any official week. It would just be leap day. This is the only way to make a proper calendar. No, I think so. I'm getting rid of June, July, and August because of Caesar. Um, right, but we're adding a month back in that is that is like Tabtober. And we're adding another gotcha. Halloween. Yeah. Sorry, I'm trying to find a guitar cable to hang myself with. Hold on. There <laughs> uh, we go. Hey, um, hopefully this will be, end up being on the same episode as the other rant that I sent here. Hopefully that someone came through too. But I just wanted to apologize to Sage uh, for implying that he's going to turn into a uh, racist old Vietnam vet who 
literally told me he gets off by pulling his teeth out. Um, had another conversation with that guy again. So, yeah, sorry, Sage. Um, yeah, uh, you're still wrong. And, uh, but yeah, sorry. I feel like a Bond villain. Just sitting here petting my cat. Yeah, well, I guess this has been, here's what I don't get. I think someone anyway. dialed us. <laughs> I love butt dial so much. What that needed because the phone's usually in your pocket, then you just need like a really good juicy fart. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, one of those. All right, what else we got? Yeah, Lego autistic retard here again. Um, <laughs> Legos, you son of a bitches. So I basically just ordered the same fucking thing just, you know, so I could get my fix. It's a birthday present for myself. Anyways, I'm done justifying that. So on that original first order, I was like, hey, I got some VIP points. We'll get a $10, you know, $10 off the order. Uh, they ruined the VIP. I'm comparing the two orders with my updated delivery address. That $10 discount, overall, after taxes and shipping, saved me $2. Yeah, fuck you, Lego store. I'm still going to buy your products, but I'm not going to buy them from your fucking website. God damn it. Yeah, I buy from Amazon now. I just don't buy things. Now you're missing out. No. How are you going to fill your your house with a bunch of trashy shit? I have children. Mm. Um, They just like, remember your your glass blowing thing where I was like, hey, just stick it to your fridge. Or like maybe hang it from your Christmas tree that you probably don't have. Um, that's how that's how my house gets filled with 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 tchotchke stuff. Is kids bring it from home, and it's just you know, kids kids love you unconditionally, but also there are there are unwritten condition. Well, they they love you unconditionally up to a certain point, um, but there are conditions to having children, which are like you have to have all sorts of random crap just around your house at any given moment, especially if school is involved because at school, they're like, here's how your child is developing. Here's a scribble. And they send home a scribble. And as a parent, you are morally and emotionally obligated to put it on the fridge forever or until the next scribble. But there's, you should, you should have a filing cabinet and save all that shit. We have a fire safe. Yeah. And, and then, um, and then when they're like 30, you can be like, hey, remember when you thought you were going to be an, an, an artist? Look at this fire truck you drew, retard. <laughs> um, well, the problem with that is Annabelle is actually a really good artist. Yeah. Um, that has because I, I don't have a drawing bone in my body. I don't. Uh, yeah, Annabelle I can. Yeah. Annabelle draws amazingly. It's it's and she's 10 and like she's won contests and things. It's It's really weird to me. So I'm really proud of her for that. All right. Well, here's another one. Here's what I don't get. In episode 319 of the classic American documentary series, here's what I don't get. Andy is a whiny woman. I don't get, what I don't get about Andy is a whiny woman. Oh, and Tab is bad at math. You're missing out on Tabtober. Summertime, Tab-tober. Halloween, it's going to be great. Um, we, need, we also need to throw in Buckuary. I will just get rid of February. February is a shitty month anyway. Uh, here's the last one. Yeah, autistic retard calling back in for the third time. Um, yeah, uh, 
what? I only have, you know, $2 difference. What is taxes? Uh, yeah, I'm retarded. Go ahead and mock me. Just, I, I deserve, I deserve it all. I'm going to, I'll, I'll, I'll stay on the line while you call me names and call me, yeah. Go ahead. Wait, wait, wait. Uh-huh. He had to pay for shipping on a yeah, Lego yeah, item? Yeah, I deserve that one. Yeah, yeah, no, no, can't, can't. If yeah, it's more than $35, Lego ships for yeah. free. You can, he is you a faggot. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah, he uh, is. You see what's happened here? Yeah, yeah, you definitely. No one cares about shipping. It's. Yeah. Well, that's that's it. That's our episode. Those are all our voicemails. Uh, call us 704 750 9434. Support us on Patreon, subscribe star, or stream elements. SE 1526646 slash tip. Rolls off the tongue like a motherfucker. I mean, that's the crazy <laughs> thing about it, too. Man, I just, I'm going to be quoting that one in my sleep. <laughs> just, just, uh, just stuck in my, it's like, like an earworm. It's just stuck in there, man. I'm going to wake up like singing that, like a jingle. That's what you need to do to make it a jingle. One, five, two, six, six, four, six, tip. Yeah. That's all you got to do. Yeah, You'll remember okay. it now. We'll see you guys next time. Love you guys. See ya.